Welcome in to another edition of the Tapping the Keg podcast episode, episode. 485, special Monday edition, holiday week. Uh, we were a little tight on time. Mitch and I were talking about it yesterday. We're like, let's get let's get it going on a Sunday. Didn't, didn't really knock on wood. No real uh, impact with Wisconsin sports. But you never know. Um, I swear to God, Corbin Burns is probably going to get traded tonight. And and that will be, well, I'll just have to add on to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I mean, it, yeah, you're right. It's We are tempting tempting the podcast gods. Oh, with, yeah, uh, totally. With with a, a, an unusual record time. But, yeah. no, this works. This works. There's no uh, Sunday Packer game, which we were discussing briefly before um, the podcast about you know, how kind of nice it is to not have a Packer game on a Sunday. Um, you know, people take it for granted. I think, you know, I, I think you'd, you'd love to wake up on a Sunday and have a nice, nice, uh, convenient noon kickoff and, or whatever. But if there isn't a game now, you'd, you'd like them to maybe win on a Thursday, which didn't happen, but yeah. when there isn't a game. It's like, it's like an extra bye week. And, yeah, it is. Um, it, and, mm-hmm. and Packers haven't had one. And so it's like, to have this, to have one Sunday where you can't, you're not going to get disappointed. You're not going to get let let down as it's been the last right. few Sundays. Like it's great. Like it's fantastic. Well, and I mean, the the Bucks already ruined our weekend on Friday night, but we'll we'll get into that later. Yeah, but. yeah. I mean, that wasn't the best, but I, I try to really, I try really hard not to get too worked up about uh, November basketball. Yeah. Um. I I think. Until Christmas, I'm not gonna really unless it gets real off the rails. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lose my shit. But you never know. Um, there are things that happen, and it's Philly's a real rivalry now, and we'll talk about that. We'll talk about a little mm-hmm. Giannis worry for that. We'll do some late season Packer power rankings. We'll or uh, importance rankings, excuse me, and then the uh, the how to fix suburban bars, and maybe a little power rankings of its own right of all the different sports this weekend. It is an incredible, incredible sports weekend. Like, probably one of the best you're going to have um, all year, maybe into next year. Like, this is great. All the Thanksgiving NFL games are are good, especially now the Lions have kind of got their shit together. Um, you have, you know, we'll, we'll get into it, but it's it's incredible. It's a fun-ass weekend. Yeah. Can't wait for it. Uh, but, yeah, we'll talk about that a lot more uh, down to stretch. But before we get going... Reminders on socials, Tapping Keg on Twitter, Tapping Keg Sports, TikTok, and Instagram. Trust MKE on TikTok, or not on TikTok, but on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, go check out Garden Home playing next Monday night. Um, probably we won't have a show before that, so keep that in mind. X-Ray Arcade. See Shaken out at Brothers on Wednesday night. Um, just all sorts of music opportunities. Um, yeah, so if you're as I told him, like you're going to Bucks game, man. Go back, go see our guy after the game. Seems yeah, like a perfect sure. one too. Seems like a perfect one too. And, and I uh, am going. I am going to the game uh, tonight. Yes. So, um, I don't know if there's a DJ on a Monday night. No, nor I don't would think I be, so. Nor, nor, I mean, I, that's this is going to be a drive there, drive back type of deal. Yeah, um, yeah. You're not. Monday. You're not cranking it up on a Monday. Um, I no. think the only people cranking it up on Mondays are people already home from college. Um, who else would crank it up on a Monday? Industry workers, maybe going yeah. to the game. Yeah, those that would be those would be the people cranking it up on a Monday. So yeah. um, not me, but that's no, okay. no, not me either. Honestly, if I was going to a Monday, I think I'm going to go. I'm at Marquette next Tuesday against Baylor, and yeah, I'll have a Michelob Ultra, maybe maybe two. But I'm not definitely no more than two two beers or three beers at most. Nice. Yeah. So, all right. So the Green Bay Packers, as mentioned, not able to let us down this weekend uh, because they didn't play. And it's that kind of the weirdly later part of the season because they do have that bye in a couple of weeks here, uh, December the 11th. Uh, so that's week 14. And yeah. so, so we only have 35% of the season left for the Green Bay Packers. And Time is obviously running out. We know this, but there are still things you can look forward to and think about the importance of, of, of people and, and players and coaches and everything like that. And to me, my number one is Christian Watson, right? Like 
this the, he was a revelation. He's he's been catching touchdowns. There's still some flaws, right? He's throttled down on two plays the last two weeks where if he just keeps running, it's a touchdown or it's at least a long reception. And I think it's just the development of Christian Watson for the next next few weeks and just seeing what what's left and what what could you know could he like reach this apex? I don't know if he can do enough to be rookie of the year. I think that's a little intense. Not I'm not yeah. angling for that. But if you go into 2023 with Christian Watson looking like the guy, you're probably feeling pretty good about it, no matter what the Packers record is. Yeah, I mean that that's a good one. Uh, Christian Watson was certainly on my on my mind too, just to see. You know, he had another touchdown again, right? Just one against Tennessee, two. right? No, he had two, two, two. Okay, he's so. had five scores in two net two games. Right, five touchdowns in the last two games, and yeah, in terms of what to look forward to the rest of the way, that's definitely definitely probably the biggest one to see again if he can if he can you know take another step. And I I guess it is kind of getting to that time of year where he's gonna if he's you know if he's going to take a another, or I guess look like a real player. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be happening around this time where he's, he's, he's put, you know, several, he's several months into his NFL career. You know, I, I don't think a rookie of the year is going to be likely. Um, I don't think the overall numbers are there, although I, I don't know. I mean, if you, I mean, if you catch 10 two touchdowns, or three touchdowns, if you a game, catch 10 touchdowns, it's you raise an interesting point. I, I don't, I have the odds in front of me, but I, I'd be curious on what a taste for Christian Watson rookie of the year would be at this point, because it's definitely, definitely possible. And uh, I, the one thing I'm curious about too, with Watson is there's going to be some fun tests for him from a secondary perspective. Like they're facing Philadelphia next week. Philly has a very good secondary with <laughs> Darius Slay and uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Like those guys are, those guys are good. And and then in a couple of weeks, you get Jalen Ramsey and the Los Angeles Rams. Say what you will about the Rams offense, but their defense is still they, – they were kind of bad today, but they've been good this year. And so that'll that's another test. And, you know, Minnesota, you know, a little redemption. I don't think the Vikings secondary is very good at all, and they're getting exposed as we have the Dallas game on right now. Uh, but at the same time, like, that's a good redemption spot. So I think there are a lot of key moments for him in – some good competition to also measure Watson against. So we can't like look at it and say, Oh, it's a fluke that he just, he turned on the jets at the end of the season. Yeah. Christian Watson. Yeah, for sure. I mean, definitely an, an exciting, you know, guy to look forward to down the stretch. Uh, do you want me to move on here? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Okay. Uh, I think for me, it's going to be, I guess Joe Barry probably is going to be the, um, the next obvious one. Yeah, for sure. Um, not, not in a looking forward to necessarily, but no. I mean it, that type of way, but maybe, it, you know, th- does he make the adjustments? Um, you know, against Dallas, I thought that was kind of the offense stepping up was the difference in that game. And then, you know, when the offense kind of reverted back to inconsistencies against Tennessee, it, you know, it was always, you know, then I think that the, the defensive struggles and some of the schematic shortcomings were magnified once again. And Joe Barry obviously came under extreme fire again. I think he got a temporary one week pass uh, after you win. But of course, when you're uh, you're disappointed after the Titans game, he was, you know, again, like I said, underneath intense scrutiny once again. So, you know, it's, I, yeah. they might have they found something with Rudy Ford who may come up later in our discussion um, and moving some guys around, you know, they've had some, some injuries on defense now too. And, you know, it's not necessarily, you know, does he get a hundred percent of the blame? I don't know, but you know, like at the end of the day, it is Joe Barry's job to put his, put his defense and, and the team in the best position to succeed. And it just, just doesn't seem like he's, you know, He's, well, you know, he, I, he's honestly, trying, to, trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. Honestly, which, Mitch, like the Philly game is massive for Joe Barry because you yeah. have 10 days. You have 10 days to prepare for this team. Philly's yes. good. We know that they're struggling a little bit. Okay. Like, and they've, and Jalen Hurts again struggled yeah. with zone defenses. They're, they're not invincible for sure. Right. And Jalen Hurts has really struggled against zone defenses, which is what the Packers play. And Jalen Hurts, but you have to make it, get him into passing downs. 
And so what is Joe Barry going to do that? Will Joe Barry do that? And that's going to be the challenge for Green Bay. And I don't really care. It's in Philadelphia. Um, that shit to me doesn't matter. Um, they've already lost there. So again, like I, I look at it and I'm like, all right, this is now another primetime spot, another moment where you don't get embarrassed. And if the Packers look like shit defensively after 10 days and Matt LaFleur continually being like, all right, we're going to keep Joe Barry. We're going to give Joe Barry this long leash because the Green Bay Packers haven't forbid. We can't just cut off the snake. We can't just say, all right, we're going to, we're going to make some changes here. We talked about it last week with the little too late pod, which it held true and still holding true. Cause mm-hmm. like it will drive me absolutely up the fucking wall. If, they get run all over in Philadelphia and Chicago the next two weeks that they play. And then the bye week comes and they fire Joe Bear for the end of the season. That will drive me bananas. Like, I don't want Joe Barry fired at this point because I think any of it is absolute garbage because it should have happened two weeks ago. It should have happened three weeks ago. And we keep finding ways to give him a pass. And I agree that he's under a microscope. I guess – from a selfish fan perspective, you know, the people who talk about Mike McCarthy and who didn't like Mike McCarthy, you know, if the Packers don't run the table in 2016, Mike McCarthy's fired, right? Like Mike McCarthy doesn't have a job and he's gone. The Packers, let's say, were eight and eight, that team, or they were seven, seven and nine. Like Mike McCarthy's done. And they turned it around and Mike McCarthy kept his job for two more years. If this Packer defense, you know, turns it around. And would Joe Barry keep his job? I don't, I don't know. Like, I mean, that's probably. scary. Isn't that such a scary thought though? Like if the, like, do you want, do you really want the Packers? Like I do want the Packers to see, we're going to talk about it another one, but like, man, if, if they get hot defensively, like I'm going to, it's going to be really, it's probably going to be hard for them to be like, oh yeah, we need to get rid of Joe Barry. But I don't know. Right. Maybe. I will. I would imagine there's some pressure from Gunakus. There's some pressure from Mark Murphy. I just don't understand how you're playing. You're playing zone coverage, soft cut, soft zones with a guy you you've just given seventy one million dollars to. Um, yeah. That is that's that's fucking garbage. Just and then happen. if you do if you do that against against Philly and Chicago, I feel like you know there's going to be so much running room for those guys. Oh yeah, uh, Jalen Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields. I mean it's. I don't know. I, I I would not want to be Joe Barry having to face Jalen Hurts. I mean, no. just just with, you know, he's he's obviously he's a run first quarterback. I mean, yes, for the most part, it, you know. But he's got he's got some decent throws, you know, in him. I think in a game, and it, it, I just feel like it can't be that much fun to have to game plan and, and take a guy or two out of coverage every every snap basically and have to spy the quarterback. Otherwise, yeah. they'll kill you. And 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 you know, who knows? Maybe maybe they'll um, risk it more often than not, and and not do that. And, and I'm sure we'll all be bitching about it uh, on Twitter when he's got a, you know, Jalen Hurts has a, a 30 yard run on a on a third and 13, and you know, no somehow nobody was spying. Uh, that sounds so, about right. No. Yeah, um, it's uh, it's one of those things where I just, man. It's it's scary. <laughs> yeah, mean, just 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 with the the bend don't break defense, and you know I don't know. It doesn't seem like a good match to me for stopping a running quarterback. And the Packers historically have had trouble with mobile quarterbacks. I mean, you do get you do get Devondre Campbell likely back. I hope. I mean, it seems like if you're not going to put the guy in IR, you, the the thought would be you'd get him back within the four week window. So if Devondre Campbell comes back and then you have Quay Walker basically as like, this is why you drafted Quay Walker, like Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields are why you drafted Quay Walker and Quay Walker probably has best game of his career against Tennessee. And so can that, can that continue? Can that carry over? That hopefully was not just a flash in the pan for Quay Walker. And that's, that's a big thing. And I, he didn't make my list, but that's definitely there. I, I would go Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, these are obvious ones, but you know, Aaron Rodgers has fallen under a lot of scrutiny. Um, you had a guy who his name is Big B. He does a podcast, I think, for the Cheesehead TV network. He battled cancer. He had a Make-A-Wish uh, day with the Green Bay Packers. He's used this Make-A-Wish day to basically have be a mini Adam Schefter. So I don't hate the hustle. Like, look, gotta get your scoops no matter what. 
Like, and that's how you're getting your scoops. God bless you. Because he had Randall Cobb would have been back against Dallas, but because of the IR, he was going to be back against Tennessee. Randall Cobb was back, so it was one for one on scoops. And then his second scoop is that Aaron Rodgers has a broken thumb. Now, if that's true, um, it explains a lot. Number two, yeah. I think I'm a little upset at Rodgers and LaFleur for not sitting Rodgers for a couple weeks like they did with Dak Prescott and just letting, just trying to figure it out, right? And I think, again, that goes back to Rodgers' ego, which has been just, you know, it's been a little bit too much at times. Um, I, I think he should know when to rein it in um, because it hasn't been pretty. But at the same point, like, yeah, we'll see. And if if not, like, yeah, this is this is a moment for Rodgers to build his legacy and to try to get the Packers back into this playoff race. And I I really thought, and I said that on Friday's show, I really thought the win against the Cowboys was a springboard, just like the Buccaneers beating the Rams was a springboard for Tampa. And it looked like it. Like you looked like Tampa against Seattle, they looked fresh, they looked spry, they looked they looked like they were supposed to look all year. Yeah. And we'll see how they look now off the bye. I don't know who they play on, on Sunday. But it like that that to me was what I thought the Packers would do. And and we had we didn't see it. We didn't see that against Tennessee. And so I'm I'm really curious to see what Aaron Rodgers has left in the tank. And yeah. if if it does go sideways and they lose against Philly and then probably you'd have to lose against Chicago. Because with eight eight losses, I know you guys don't want to hear it. And I know there are some of you who are probably at the stage where my Brewer fan friends were like middle of August. We were like, this team's not making the playoffs. Fuck them. Like, just console them. I get it. If you're console the Packers, like, I, I fully understand that. But it, we're probably two two games away, two losses away from really console. Just because the NFC is bad. The Giants have fallen back to earth now. Two more losses now for the Giants. Um, and, and the Seahawks will see, right. You know, see what the Seahawks are made of. It's a huge, huge game for them, you know, in terms of that bounce back, you know, for on Sunday, but yeah, there's still a window for the green Bay to get in there, even though it's a very slim, slim chance. And it's very close to being the door being shut. Well, it is. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I mean, Four and seven. I'm trying to pull up the, the playoff standings here. I'm having trouble. I can get um, that for you. you can, just to see. You keep going. I, I've got it, I think, here. Just to see where we're at. Because, yes, at four and seven, it's not pretty. Um, however, it's not impossible. They're, they're hashtagging the hunt. But I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. You know, I mean, that was a kind of a lot to unpack. But, I mean, with, with Rodgers, you know, I agree. Obviously very important. He's, I think, capable. However, if the thumb is an issue, um, which it seemed to be against Tennessee, once again, I mean, he was missing guys, you know, late in, in the in the fourth quarter, left and right. And just, again, more miscommunication and stuff like that. Sammy Watkins stopping, Alan Lazard stopping on routes and shit like that. It just was like, man, I, I, I still don't I still don't understand how we're doing this. Um, but you know, they were, and it pretty much cost them the game down the stretch when they couldn't, couldn't come up with a play, but yes, Rogers, if your thumb is hurt, dude, like you gotta, you gotta take a couple of weeks off and I don't know, maybe, maybe it's one more game against Philly. And then if it's bad and you know, then maybe they, maybe they sit him for Chicago, get through the bye week after that, and then, you know, come back possibly after a couple of weeks off, but I don't know, you know, you, you can't. You can't play with a with a broken thumb. And, no, no, uh, and it, that actually... not when you're a quarterback on your and you know your your quarterback your throwing hand. I mean, let's not be let's not be silly here. And then that... like too, it's like, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. You go ahead. You... Well, I was gonna say like I I'm not positive that that he can play in the cold. I'm just I'm just not uh, Look, at this point. Yeah. So I want to, first of all, your comment about sitting to Chicago is actually really interesting. If you lose to Philadelphia, because why not check out Jordan love against the bears team that their defense is off. Their defense is not good. Right. And they're, they're, they're a bad team in general. Right. Exactly. Like it, do you think Dan Orlovsky is going to talk about Justin Fields for MVP after he has another <laughs> loss for Justin Fields? 
Uh, probably not. No, no. Speaking I, of Justin I, I, Fields, I, I think that was a uh, Dan, Arlo- Dan Arlovsky had to say something stupid for yeah, the I first know. time. I know. I also took great joy in Bears fans comparing Luke Getze to Tom to Tom Thibodeau for making Justin Fields run with two bad hamstrings. Who would have thought that Justin Fields might not that might not be sustainable for him to run the ball so much? I couldn't. I could never have foreseen that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what, what did he have like the most carries in five games or something? I yeah, thought something I heard like that for yeah. a quarterback. Yeah. So it's fucking, yeah. Just... All right. Sorry. Then sidetrack back on. So yeah, if you were to say, okay, have Jordan love win this game, just take a week off. Like you need two weeks off. See how your thumb is. If Jordan can win it for us, there's going to be no quarterback controversy, no bullshit. You're going to get the Rams game on Monday night in Lambeau a game where Packers will likely be favored at this point, like go, go get it, go do it. And I think, I think that would be great. Like I actually don't hate that idea at all. If in fact it is a broken thumb and Rogers needs some time, time to sort of develop. The other thing you said about not playing in the cold. Yeah. It has to be talked about. Look, when these guys get older, it gets a lot harder in the cold. We saw it with Favre. People forget this about Favre, but, he had a that remember that when that 13 3 year we lost to Chicago on like a Christmas weekend game, but it was like 13 to 3. The weather was fucking terrible in Chicago, and Favre was awful. Favre couldn't throw a football. And remember, part of the reason why Favre succeeded in Minnesota was they had so many dome games that year. If you look back mm-hmm. at that football reference, I'm pretty sure they obviously had the eight at home. And then I think they had two more on the road. So they ended up playing 10 games inside and Favre played all of his playoff games inside because Seattle or uh, New Orleans, pardon me, was the best team in that in that year. And so it all set up for Brett and Aaron hasn't had that luxury. And yeah, I, I do carry that same concern about cold <laughs> because it is an old guy thing. It's just when they get older, it's really hard for the body to work the same way. I pulled up the 2009 Vikings. I believe that's the season. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so week one was in a dome <laughs> at, yes. on the road. Yep. Obviously they had eight home dome games uh, yep. at Houston, technically a dome. Yes. Also. Uh, dome. Uh, what else here? Um. Wait, was I reading the wrong? Oh, that was preseason. My bad. Uh, okay. Uh, at St. Louis, which was a dome at the time. All right. At Detroit. All their home games. Uh, Arizona yep. is a dome, technically, slash great weather. I mean, yeah, interesting. The it's, only, the only, uh, they lost at Chicago at the end of the year that year in the cold, and at Carolina the week before, which probably wasn't super super warm. Um, but yeah, it's almost. It's I, almost, I just thought Rodgers looked really cold in that game. I don't know what it is, but it's it's almost like these really good Vikings teams are always fraudulent. I don't know how this keeps happening, but it's it's weird. Um, besides the the Randall Cunningham, Randy Moss here. Other than that, usually fraudulent. Who, who would have thought? Just getting all yeah, my hate well, out, Mitch. I, they're, I just they're they're down thirty seven to three halfway through the third quarter uh, as we yeah. record this podcast. And, yeah, I I look. I mean, I, I, if Vikings fans can dance on our graves, I can fucking dance on theirs and Justin Fields' graves when I have nothing going on today. You know what? Mm-hmm. Like, let me do that. Yeah. Anyways, sorry. Kirk, Kirk's probably been sacked seven times, too. Oh, uh, my I God. I mean, this offensive line is just fucking terrible. Now they, they have to play Patriots on Thursday night, who, has yeah. a very, who have a very good pass rush. Like, good luck. Yeah. Fucking Dan Quinn's having a day. I'll say that. So, you bet they're eating. Um, um, so, anyways, yes, that that would be mine. So I got Rogers. I have Watson. I probably pick a defense after this, but maybe not. I have a my third one is offensively, depending on what your answer. Who you got for your number uh, number two in the importance? Um. Right? So I, you, you talked about him a little earlier. So you said he wasn't on your list. I'll say Quay Walker. Okay. Um, just because they may have found something, or they may have figured out it. They they I feel like they were using him in you know, not just keeping him at the middle linebacker spot. Um, you know, they, I guess they have been doing that. I think they did it in the Dallas game a little bit, moved him around, but it's like he, you know, again, we talked about it when he got drafted in, in preseason and stuff like that. Like he's a guy that I think is best used as a weapon. Um, 
like a Micah Parsons, who is an absolute animal. And, um, you know, I, I think again, for much like Christian Watson, he's a, he's a, a high draft pick and a guy with a lot of potential. And when you're in a situation where you're four and seven and, you know, going long-term here, the rest of the season, I mean, he's, he's, he's gotta be one of <clears throat> outside of Christian Watson, probably the most exciting young player the Packers Packers have. And Christian Watson is kind of in a revelation the last couple of weeks. Quay Walker has been kind of playing most, most of the, of the games. And um, I, I mean, he's had some, some bad moments, but, you know, I think of the, the Buffalo game, the penalty was, was pretty unnecessary and pretty stupid. And um, I, I guess sometimes you need to, you need to have a little bit of an edge, but at the same time, you gotta, gotta rein that in a little bit and, 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 and harness it. And, but yeah, I like look for him to be a factor down the stretch uh, for the Packers on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, assuming Joe Barry again, wants to continue to use him like he should be used. Right. No, absolutely. And I definitely. And with, with Devondre coming back, I feel like it's, you know, obviously they have that luxury a little more. Yeah. I look, man, I, I think play could have an awesome second half too. And kind of that's the same point with Watson where it's like, you have an awesome second half and you go into next season with Watson looking like a stud Walker looking like a stud. You're feeling really fucking good. No matter what, like you can, you can be pissed that you didn't make the playoffs and you just have to cheer for the Vikings demise, probably a funny Cowboys ending. Um, Like you have, yeah, you'll have a lot of things to cheer about that aren't related to your team, but at the same time you have, you have maybe some incentive for next season where you're like, it's looking up versus like this team's going to be six and 10 for the next 10 years which I know a lot of the fans, a lot of the other fans, I get trolled on TikTok when I do. There is a lot of those fans who come in and are like, you're going to be six and 10 for the next fucking 20 years. This reign is over. I'm like, it's a year to year thing, man. Especially in the NFL, more so than any other sport. Yeah, because, you know, you, you turn you turn over a lot of your roster and you may have some, uh, you know, you may, you may have a, a good quarterback that just had a bad year or had some injuries or stuff like that. So you can, you can, you know, turn it around pretty quick. Cause I think you brought up Baltimore. I don't know if we were recording no, we uh, the Raven, the Ravens last year who finished nine and eight, but um, wow. So actually they, they fell apart last year, didn't they? Yeah. That was, <laughs> so they had, they I was, I, I was going to, I was going to make the, uh, the, the point that, you know, if you get rolling, you can take some momentum into next year. And I was going to use them as an example, but that's that's bad by me as, oh. as I actually look it up. No, they, so, had, a ton of inju- they had a ton of injuries. Lamar play- didn't play. Um, you know, remember the Packers nearly lost that team who was just beat up. They had to go to Baltimore late in the season and on a you know Sunday afternoon. Oh, yeah. Tyler, Tyler Huntley right. lit us up. He was very good. Like, I, I, if I was a team who needed a quarterback, I'd rather take Tyler Huntley and wait a year for Caleb Williams than draft anybody, anyone that's available. That's a whole other podcast. Um, well, so, and, and, and that, I mean, that could happen to the Packers, honestly. I mean, I, I, you know, you hate to hear it, but it's like, if something happens to Rogers or the thumb gets worse, he bumps it again on a helmet or something. And it's like, all right, I can't play, you know, it might be yeah, six it, losses, 10 a year. Right. Yeah. It's, and, and, and that, you know, you can make a case that that's all, again, if you, if that's how it ends and you have five or six wins at most the season and, but again, Watson and Walker look good and maybe Dobbs comes back and he, you know, has a electric end to the season too. You're going to be feeling good. Like I know it's, it, you might, you just won't care as much. Like you'll be like, Oh yeah, I don't need to wear that lucky shirt or, Oh yeah. Like I, I have to do like an errand, you know, at the first miss the first quarter or something like that. Like being a little more lackadaisical about your viewing habits than them being like dialed in, you know? Yeah. So anyways. Yeah. I mean, it, it, there, there's positives to that. I mean, then, then you'd have a look at Jordan love too, which. Oh yeah, totally. I've been kind of, everybody's been kind of waiting for my, my last one, since you did another defense, I'll stay offense. I, I'm going to go AJ Dillon. I just like, yeah. it's been a bad year, man. Like it's been bad. You know, some people on the internet have called him Plodzilla. I've called him door County Dillon. Um, it's, it's been ugly, man. And you're seeing what Jamal Williams is doing, and 
it's again, that's another really tough look for Brian Gutekunst. And it's like, okay, you decided that Jamal Williams, you needed to move on from him and you wanted to get a young running back in there. But are the Packers really, I guess you could ask the question, like, are the Packers better with Jamal Williams? And Jamal Williams is a great high character guy. Dan Campbell called him the leader of our team. Like, you're telling me the Packers couldn't have used the Jamal Williams in the locker room this year? I highly doubt that. I mean, that would have been – I feel like you would have had better spirits. And, I mean, that that is that dude's an amazing locker room presence. Yeah, no question. That That's an interesting uh, what if. I mean, that's – you know, I mean, they drafted A.J. Dillon. I think they still have – Plans for him still have high hopes right. for the guy. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. It's been, I mean, been, it's, been very disappointing this year. Well, and the other interesting thing about AJ Dillon thing is Aaron Jones is owned 13, 13 million dollars next year. I I would say that they the Packers the plan was with the contract that they had for AJ or Aaron Jones. I always do that because I usually know a guy named AJ Jones, so sometimes I'll like it'll combine. Um, but anyways, Aaron Jones like they the plan was. A.J. Dillon looks awesome, and then we'll cut Aaron Jones after the 2022 season, and we'll move off that contract. I don't – you can't do that right now. Like, I, right. I don't – and I don't even know if, like, Dillon looks awesome the rest of the way. I don't even know if that's possible. I really don't. Like, I, I have a hard time letting Aaron Jones walk because guess what? That motherfucker's going to walk right to L.A. He's going to be a Ram. Do you really <laughs> want that? Like I, I've had that thought multiple times that if we let Jones go, he's gonna go to the Rams, and I'm gonna be really mm-hmm. mad about it. And I just, I don't know. I understand paying running backs is can be a big issue, but there's nothing that I look at that says, all right, we shouldn't shouldn't figure out a way to keep Jones. And yeah, maybe move off of Dylan. Who knows? I don't know. But it, I just, I have to see more from this guy, especially when you're everywhere out out in Wisconsin during the off season. And it's a meatball take, but it's like, were you working on your game or just cash and checks? Yeah. So he has 467 yards on the year. Uh-huh. Uh, four, four yards a carry, only 117 attempts. Um, but I mean, we're, you know, we're what, 11 games in. Yeah. That's, that's just, you know, and one touchdown. I mean, that's just gotta be, you know, I don't know. And, and some of it might not be his fault. You know, we've talked ad nauseum on this podcast about the lack of embracing the running game until, you know, the Dallas game. And, you know, it kind of went away again. But, um, yeah, you know, at the same time, again, dude's in, what, his third year? I mean, it's it's time to, you know, at some point here, take a step. And everybody kind of thought it was coming and just it just hasn't. It's been it's been been very disappointing for for him. And again, I'm a little biased to fantasy owner, but. Um, getting tired of it and yeah you know they gotta gotta figure out a way to get the guy involved and you know again go back to what you did against Dallas and you know frustrating that it didn't happen against Tennessee but I don't know I mean, yeah well there's well, still a see. glimmer all right we're we went way longer than I expected on this but uh give us your last one quick and then we'll move on to the Bucks and our other stuff we gotta talk about uh quick one uh just Another Rudy Ford. I mean, can the guy can the guy be be a legitimate safety for the future? Um, yeah. You know, obviously, I think you're a little more critical of the safeties. Uh, mm-hmm. The start, you know, Darnell Savage and Adrian Amos. Those guys have been one of the more maligned position groups on the team in, in a in a much maligned overall team. Uh, you know, but again, made some huge plays against Dallas. A little quieter against Tennessee, but. Um, with that dude, I feel like it's been a while since the Packers have had, um, a ball hawk safety. I mean, it's, it has been a while and I know he's not, doesn't necessarily have the accolades that, you know, some guys have come in with Charles Woods and stuff like that. But like, I don't know. I I mean, I was very impressed with him against Dallas being in the building. Um, and it was, you know, nice to see. And it was a, a breath of fresh air. And for, for to get some for some turnovers, and that allowed Joe Barry to use Darnell Savage in a different way, and see what you can get out of him in a in a different spot, and you know just mix and match. It gives, it gives you a little bit more uh, options, and that's that's really all you can ask for. 
I, I'm really trying hard not to look at mock drafts until it's over. Like I, I'm just really, you know, doing like a, like I like to draft. I'm not like our guy Murph who we've done, him and I have done podcasts and probably do again of like to- talking about different draft, draft picks and draft options. But if Rudy Ford does show himself as a guy, it takes, I still think they should draft a safety and get, you know, in a high round, like first sure. four rounds, I think it should still be a priority. But I'm probably like less of like, yeah, they have to draft a safety in the first two rounds if um if Rudy Ford shows something. But yeah, like right now to me, like safety's near the top of my priority list for draft picks. Like it's that. It's an edge. Um I I would even say offensive line versus wide receiver. Um, I don't really get the tight end stuff. Michael Myers pop, popped up. I don't I don't exactly get that. Um our, our guy Murph said the same same group of three and I'm kind of right there with them because I just, it's hard. It's, I just think those, those are important stuff. Those build depth. And also you have no idea when Rashawn Gary is going to be back to being fully Rashawn Gary from his ACL tear. Yeah. It'll probably be after the bye week next year, you know? Yeah. Right. Probably. You never know, I mean, man. Like Elton Jenkins still doesn't look the same in the past blocking. So, and obviously David Bakhtiari who very, very easily could have been in our rankings, you know? Oh yeah. Hasn't, yeah. Hasn't, uh, his numbers numbers are good it's just there's yeah there's some shit going on there i've talked to people actually we can talk off show but like yeah there's there's some stuff going on there it's not it's not all just on field for him um it's a little it's getting his head a little bit which isn't great can't have that right so speaking of getting in his head our guy Giannis, um when he misses free throws sometimes he really misses free throws and he missed 11 on Friday night, you could probably point to that being the reason Bucks lost the game against Philadelphia. They also really did not play well in the second half. And Giannis has had a really rough stretch. This has been one of his worst stretches in his career uh, the last five or six games, right, Mitch? Yeah, I mean, it's it's been, you know, it's been pretty pretty inconsistent all year. So fans are, some fans are starting to worry about Giannis. I wouldn't go, I wouldn't use the P word yet. I don't, I think. It's way too early to use that word in the NBA for really a lot of people, except the Lakers, maybe. Um, but are you worried about Giannis or are you just like, whatever, man, dude's going to figure it out. He's the MVP, best player, best player in football or uh, basketball, excuse me. Um, Probably more the latter. I mean, it, it, it's frustrating right now, but I think he's has enough body of work that I'm not that concerned about his ability to positively impact games. I mean, of course, the Philly game, it basically was the difference in the game. I mean, they yeah. lost by eight and he missed nine free th- or 11 free throws. And, you know, even if you make four or five more, you know, still not an awesome percentage, but I mean, it's serviceable. And you rattle in one of those threes that went in and out in the fourth quarter. I mean, it's, it's maybe a different story. So, you know, I don't know. He's obviously two time MVP. And I I feel like he's struggled in the past. It's been a while. I think that's what kind of scares me and stuff and, and, and other fans a little bit is that it's, it's, it has been, it seems like a few years since he was that terrible. So he's at 58%, 59% from the free throw line so far this season. And, you know, that's kind of by far the lowest of his career. So, um, but I, I think it's, small sample size and he he should be able to to turn it around i think i i'm really not all that worried yeah i think there's a little bit of a panic and it's like we're gonna blame lethal shooter who's bobby's shooting coach who has come under fire because he also really hurt anthony davis and Tavis call of hope and like there are some jokes in league circles that you should be hired by rival teams for guys um <laughs> so not a great look for bobby's dude either and yeah, I don't, I'm not, it's honest. He's, he's going to keep working at it. He's going to figure it out. Um, he's going to have chance this week to kind of get there. Are a couple get right spots, right? Like Jeremy Grant is a good defender, but he's also six, eight. And then yeah. after that, for, for the, the Blazers, there's no one. Justice Winslow, <laughs> maybe they start, they start three guards with Willard, Josh Hart, Anthony, Anthony Simons. Like they're a small team. Nurkic can't guard a fucking light bulb 
Like, and you're expecting him to guard Giannis. Like, he won't. He'll guard Brooke. But, like, they, they don't really – maybe Devin Eubanks. I don't even know how big Devin Eubanks is. But, like – or Drew Eubanks. Drew, Drew Eubanks. Yeah. Drew Devin Eubanks, Eubanks is the uh, – is that an Iowa football player? I don't know. There's a there's definitely a Devin Eubanks somewhere. Yes, there is in, in the in the zeitgeist. But yeah, Drew Eubanks. He's two. two uh, he's Devin six nine. Eubanks. Eubanks is De- is his name. Okay, Drew Eubanks, six nine, two forty five. Again, this is a great spot for Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, so and I'm not saying like it's gonna be completely fixed. One game isn't gonna completely change my mind. But then you get Chicago, who Giannis has been really good against, um, the last couple of years, and then again Cleveland, but you just saw Cleveland. And maybe Jared Allen's back. That would add add a little bit more of a challenge. But like you, and you're all at home again. Like so, you there should be that comfortability and like understanding your spots, knowing your spots. And maybe you'll get some help back. Uh, no Chris Middleton again on Monday night. Uh, but Budenholzer did tell Eric Name today that it looks likely that maybe Pat Conson will be back. Like he, he, they're kind of being coy. They're doing the red China thing like they usually do. But I guess he did some stuff today that he normally wouldn't, hasn't been doing. So maybe you get another body with Pat Connaughton. It only helps things, right? And I think think part of the issue right now is that there's just not there's not a lot of other guys to rely on. And I think Giannis is just doing too much. And I think once everybody's back, he'll he'll feel a little more comfortable and a little less pressure on himself. They has to carry the load. And yeah, right now is a right now it's just a, a lot of dudes missing. And I think that once that comes back around, I know you presented a session, well, what if they never get healthy all year? That's totally fair. But I still think that Giannis at some at some point will feel more comfortable with the guys he has around him once, you know, start we start getting some healthy, healthy dudes back on that Bucks roster. Yeah, I mean, as much as I love Marjan Bochamp and the story and kind of him being a contributor, I mean it's not um, ideal that he has to play so much this early, you know, um, we're definitely learning on the fly and it's not, not ideal. I mean, I, I would want him to play some, but him having to start because, you know, there's no wings and, you know, you're wasting a roster spot with Thanasis and, um, you know, Jordan Wara being inconsistent. I mean, these are the kind of, kind of the guys, yeah, that he's, he's been playing with drew holiday was active against Philly, but he didn't start for some reason. They brought him in off the bench and which, you know, I of course find interesting. It's like, why not just yeah. start him if he, if he's going to, if he's going to play, you know I mean? Um, I don't know. Again, yeah. probably uh, it's, that's uh that's a Bel- Belichick thing. You know, that's, that's a, uh, we got to find every competitive edge. Yes. Oh yeah. Drew holiday's active, but you know, you won't see him for the whole first quarter. Yeah. And, I mean, I guess I get it. Keep his minutes down a little bit, but and uh, and make sure he's he can play in the fourth, and and we'll see. I I will see if he basically a, just just didn't play that first shift he normally would right. if he started the game, and then it was kind of normal after that. But right, uh, and we'll and he, see. He if, was he was bad too anyway. But we'll see if there is a minute a minute restriction on him. Um. So, so like. And, and Bud did answer some things about Middleton where he's like, yeah, it's a lot of play. It's conditioning. It's yada yada. Um, but it, he's kind of pointing it to more that Chris has to kind of get in shape. It sounds like, um, and was able to do a little bit, uh, today. And then Pat did a lot in practice, but he didn't do everything. Um, so yeah, it's, it's interesting, man. It's, there's a lot going on right now with this Bucks team. They also talked about the Philly thing. Didn't seem like any of that went over well. If you heard Bobby Portis talk to Lori Nickel, yeah, um, it seems like that game. Whenever I think they are in against Milwaukee in in January, it sounds like that's going to be a bloodbath. Um, I don't think that one's going to be pretty. Hide the wife, hide the kids. Uh, might have to be in person. We might have to look in, into going that to that one because uh, I want blood just as much as the Bucks want blood. Yeah, if I'm Montrez Harrell, I would. I would seriously think twice about getting on that plane. <laughs> that pussy, that pussy turned off his Instagram comments yesterday. I had a buddy yeah. who sent sent us a screenshot because he went to chirp him and he got to chirp in. He's like, I got to chirp in before Trez turned off his comments. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You talk a big game. You puff your chest out. And the fucking Leon Lett of, of basketball transporting all that weed <laughs> you're you're gonna turn off your instagram comments 
just absolute clown behavior by Montrez Harrell. Yeah. It's actually not until March they come oh. they come to Milwaukee for like the first weekend in March. Oh, oh okay. March 4th. Oh, maybe I'll double dip that. They have Marquette tickets that afternoon for senior day. So maybe I maybe I got to do double dip. Maybe I do Marquette in the afternoon and the Bucks at night. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I actually don't think I'm going to be here that weekend, unfortunately. No, no, but, too bad. Yeah. Damn. Well, yeah, Damn. that's that that's going to be that's going to be a good one. I mean, yeah, yeah. you're right. Bobby sort of had had words exchanged pleasantries. It looked like with Embiid after the game, because you know we haven't brought it up yet. But Embiid with a malicious uh, hit on Giannis that I think affected him as much as you know fifty of you know maybe sixty percent of it was mental, forty percent was probably physical. You know, he took a took a shot to the ribs, the midsection. I mean, it was it was it did not look good from that angle behind Embiid where it was like, wow, you know, Giannis is coming in full speed and B throws out a chicken wing and leans into him with the shoulder and right in the, right in the chest area. I mean, it, it can't tell me that wasn't a factor. And, yeah. you know, I think that that's what Bobby was. That's what people thought Bobby was talking to Embiid about was like, what happened on that one? And Embiid was giving him, giving him some bullshit. And yeah. I, I, for one, am very excited to have, to have this become a legit rivalry because I've always thought it was, <clears throat> you know, if, you know, it's always a fun game to play Philly, but now that we have something tangible to, to look at and to cling to, it's, uh, it's exciting. And, um, you know, I, I would like to see them in the playoffs. I'm not scared of them. I think they're worse with Harden. So bring it on, baby. Yeah. It's, uh, the playoffs, man, would be epic. It would honestly be epic. Those two teams. Well, we we haven't seen them in the playoffs before. No, so we haven't, and it's just like kind of feels like we're getting to that like, and it, it's it's worse than this because they finally met. But like the Brady Rogers when it was New England and and Green Bay, they were always so good. Somehow never got to the playoffs against each other, or um, Kobe Lebron. If you want to keep it in the NBA, we're like mm-hmm. we're never we never got, which is crazy. And if we never get Buck Sixers and they're in the same side, that'd be absolutely wild. And right. Sixers fans know deep down, had they beat had they beat that Atlanta team, they would have got their asses handed to them in that Eastern Conference Finals. And there, there's nothing that can like that's the other bullshit thing about Embiid and you know why it's annoying him and Luca. You know, well Luca now he's been to the Eastern his Western Conference Finals, so Luca's past it. But Embiid hasn't been past the second round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like that guy should not be being handed any sort of accolades as, as a top player until he can actually do something in the fucking playoffs. Well, I mean, when you have a hundred possessions in a game and you're on the floor for 60 of them, I mean, it, you know, you can't, you can't flop your way to a title. Well, right. And, and Embiid, I mean, at this, if Embiid continues to struggle, like, What's to say he's not a glorified T-Mac, right? Like T-Mac was a great player, but T-Mac could not do it in the playoffs. So what's what's the difference between Embiid and T-Mac if he can't can't get it done when it matters the most? Right. And they had their chance last year, or 2021, yeah. and lost to Atlanta. The, the better team prevailed. Right. So Ben Simmons, you know, got just completely tight. I mean, the, the thing is, is that is always remembered for the Ben Simmons, but didn't Philly, if I'm correct, right? They blew a 29 point lead in Atlanta. They lost like a 29 point lead in Atlanta in Game Five. Is that right? Is it that yeah, many that... points? They lost a big lead in Atlanta, and that was that was part of it. It, um, I think they blew multiple huge leads in that series. Yeah, yeah that was that was wild series. But anyways, yeah, it's new rivalry. Then we have the old rivalry of the Bulls who want to pretend they're a rival. Grayson Allen, Caruso on uh, Wednesday night. Probably not exchanging Thanksgiving plans, I'd guess. I don't think that's going to be discussed between those two guys. But yeah, could we get a little saucy? It'll be a fun week, Matt. I think it's it's a fun one and definitely definitely a lot to take away from. And I'm sure we'll sure we'll talk about it next week. Yep. So all right. Last part of the pod. Uh, we went pretty long already, but you and I went out last night in the suburbs, Wabatosa to be specific, and yes, we did. could not have had, I would say we, we still had a good time. We made the most of it. Like 
we made chicken salad on chicken chip, right? Mm-hmm. But it was a chicken chip performance from all of these bars in Milwaukee, in Wauwatosa. I'm now a suburb guy, moved out to the suburbs. I want to go out in the suburbs because guess what? It's more, it's cheaper, saves on Ubers. I don't need to be out in the streets. I don't need to be out in these bars that are I've probably aged out of transparently. Like there's no, you know, I, I don't mind, you know, this being the next stage of my life, but I need these bars to actually be worth a damn. It was, I mean, it was brutal. We go to, we go to, and I don't know, should we name names? Yeah, fuck it. I don't care. We go to Drunken Cobra. They are packed at like 530. We're like, what the yeah. fuck's going on? And it's a 40-year-old birthday party. Surprise. There's no like, hey, we closed the bar. Sorry, you can't come in. Right. Like nothing that. No, no check-in. They'll be like, hey, do you know, I think their names were like Luke and Mike. Do you know like Luke or Mike? So we didn't know who the fuck those guys were. But like, right. no one told us. Yeah, I mean, you would think that there was a sign at the door that said, please be seated or something like that. Like, yeah. find a place to sit and go ahead. And it's like, okay, damn, it's packed in here. Like, we made one lap through. And then I looked over my shoulder and I saw cheers to some or other. And I'm like, oh, fuck, it's some kind of party. And, <clears throat> you know, we're kind of standing there in the corner. Like, all right, what's what's going to happen here? And then, like, some woman in the back was like, Hey guys, we got five minutes or whatever. And it was like everyone got silent. It was like, oh shit. Like this whole place is for this party. Like, how did this happen? Like it, it should have been should have been closed. I mean, or, or whatever. It should have been a private event. And I don't know, somehow they kept the doors open, I guess, for whoever. But I mean, and, and th- th- it kind of was a timing thing. We could have came a half hour later and we wouldn't have known the difference probably. I mean, it would have been. Oh yeah. We would have, we would have just walked right in, walked right out or people would have left and dispersed. Cause, but, cause like they had food well, ready to be served at like, and they, and I said on the food, like don't serve till like six fifteen. So like there would have been people there for, but you're right. If we would have came to, we would have came an hour later or two hours later, probably wouldn't have known because people would have probably left. Right. And, well, yeah. And, and, and like, and the cat would have been out of the bag and you know, it would have just been a normal, party at that point but it's like you're you're basically you know you we were there when we weren't supposed to be we were part of the surprise and we didn't want to be and we got fuck out like we left Mm -hmm. and went to another bar and camp is you know always good and they do a good job but a lot of unacceptable behavior there with the tvs and that's where my big point about fixing these bars is like i just don't understand how bad like do people in the suburbs just not care about sports that aren't the Badgers, Packers, they have just too much shit going on in their life with kids, with uh, just normal day-to-day stuff where it's like they don't go out to bars to watch like big college football games or big NFL games or anything like that. And they just don't care And that maybe I need to care less. But like, I don't know. I want to watch these fucking games. Like that's part of yeah. like going out. Like, I mean, yes. Could I have watched UCLA, USC on my couch with you? Yeah, totally. But I wanted to just stretch my legs, get out of the house. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just these bars don't care. But I, I like I feel like we can find a happy medium, you know? Like well, do I go ahead. I mean, you have these issues at bars everywhere. Like that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it's, no. it's it's you know, um unless it's like a sports bar, which you know, most bars have sports on TV, it's entertainment and stuff to stuff to have on to talk about but like some places sort of don't embrace that as much and you know it might not be the first thing they're worried about which i guess i get you know like um you know we were talking to i think on the in our ride over to the first bar about this brewery that you were at yeah uh the night before and you know breweries don't really do the tv thing like they'll they'll do it for a packer game because god forbid but like I mean, anything else is, you know, not, not good enough. So, um, yeah, I don't know. You whether it's downtown or out here, it's kind of like one of those things where it's it's it, it's a problem because you know you can talk to the bartenders till you're blue in the face, and they'll be like, "Yep, yep, yep," and then they don't do it for twenty minutes or I, at all. I and, honestly, I honestly think you create a service that. You may might not be a subscription service. You might you'd have to maybe figure out a way, but like 
being and then probably people wouldn't pay attention to it, but you could literally create a viewing guide every day to give to bars and be like, here's what you got to put on. Here's what you're putting on TVs as long or what fans might ask you about. Maybe that's it. It's a fan's guide to bar TVs. And yeah, some days are obvious, right? Like Thursday night, everybody had the pack cream on. No one's turning on Marquette versus Long Island, right? We're not, we're not watching that game. It's the Packers, okay? On right. you know at eleven a.m. on on Saturday, everyone's watching the everyone's watching the Badgers play Nebraska, even though there are better games like Illinois, Michigan, TCU, Baylor. I fully understand that I if I want to watch those games, I have to stay home because that's just how it is, and like I can embrace that. I I it, unless it's March Madness, that's a a different story in its own right, but that's a totally different scenario. And yet these bars are like, I bet tomorrow when USA plays Wales, which is today, excuse me, I'm willing to bet you there are going to be bars that are doing lunch service that will have like first take on. That won't even know that the U.S. are playing Wales, that they should have that game on. And they'll have first take on or they won't have their TVs on for lunch service. And some schmuck will come in who wants to have a late lunch out at, you know, one of the bars and be like, hey, can you turn on soccer game? The what? Soccer? Oh, yeah. U.S. playing. Oh, I didn't know. Who gives a fuck about <laughs> soccer? Like, you know, it's like it's just so bad. And I, now it's I feel like it's a personal mission to, like, find other bars. Like, I was having a back and forth with some, like, very loyal Tosa guys. Like, just Tosa to the they die. And they were like, oh, it sounds like you just don't like the Brookfield bars. It sounds like you have to go to the Tosa bars. And it's like, no, like. I just I think it's a little more fun there, but I, I'm almost like now do I need to carry a scorecard and just start scoring bars? Just be like, all right, <laughs> fine. no, I'm serious. Like I, I'm right because like I this is new territory for me. I don't I don't usually go out, and I have like three bars that are in shouting distance of where I live. So it's like, do I have to go to them and be like, all right, actually, the Castle Bar down the block they do a great job with TVs. They listen to your requests, and like I just. I want to have a bar where they just give me the fucking remote and they're just like, Hey, pick the game, you know, <laughs> or like, why can't we create a touch tunes? That's a remote for the games. Like, I just, I just feel like there's so much more we can do. And you're right. Cause you can't just assume that any of these fucks have any idea and they're not, they're not as sports obsessed, but I, I feel like some are no brainers. Like I, if you at least followed college football, you knew that USC UCLA was the biggest game of the evening. And then have another bar who is a sports bar shut the game off for a fucking middle-aged DJ at 10 o'clock at night. It's like, (laughs) what are we doing here? Yeah. That I was, I was waiting for you to get to that one. Cause that's, that might be, that was probably the worst of the evening where it was like, you know, we're sitting there watching it and you know, whatever. I don't, you know, really care that much. I mean, it's, 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 it's was a good game, but, um, and then it was just kind of like, yeah, you're right. She did come and turn all these TVs off on this side, didn't she? It's like, what the fuck? And then, you know, here comes the shitty DJ, bless his heart, you know. Um, yeah, that guy's just trying, he, he to, didn't, just, just trying yeah, to get a buck. He, he, yeah, right. And he didn't have much to work with, I don't think. I mean, it just you probably should have waited until like midnight to do that. Um, and, you know, yeah. when everything was kind of over or whatever. It's just, you know, that's a move for – more of a younger crowd probably which lefts does i think have a, have a younger crowd yes but, yes they do um it's probably a little later you know in the evening yeah you know, i just that that's what i think happens in the suburbs is all these places are pretty fucking packed like around dinner time and like maybe a couple hours afterwards but i do think they you know they thin out a little bit later in the evening yeah no as, i I, you know, I think that's as right your, as your your 40 year old you know birthday parties and stuff are are starting to wind down right you know, and people got people got shit through. to do the next day they have kids you know they don't want to get woken up by a kid like crying at six o'clock in the morning and you're hung over a shit because you were out till two o'clock yeah, yeah i i agree with you like it's definitely true that these bars wind down and so i get yeah i wanted to bring out the dj a little bit earlier but again it's just not like i don't know i I, I would have done it a little differently and they obviously it's probably worked for them. It's probably something that they do on a regular basis, 
but I, it's just, it's, I guess, like good to know for going forward. Like if you sit in that area <laughs> on a, uh, on a Saturday night, there's going to be a DJ there. Now I'd be curious if like the bucks are playing late, like if it's like a nine 30 Saturday bucks game, are they, I'm assuming they're going to just keep the bucks on and then they'd wait on the DJ. I'd have to think that they wouldn't, they, especially cause they promote like a bucks club, which actually sounds great. Like, really good deals for like Bucks games and definitely something maybe to think about down the road. Like, I can't think that they would do this if like a, a team was playing, but that goes back to the first part about they might only care about local teams. And then other after that, it's just a free for all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, probably, you know, I mean, again, most people in Milwaukee don't really care about USC and UCLA. I mean, I realize this. I know. Unfortunately. I'm I know. I'm psyched. So speaking of that, this weekend, we talked about great great weekend of sports. You have Giants-Cowboys. You have Vikings-Patriots. You have USA-England. You have Michigan-Ohio State. You have um, Notre Dame-USC. Bucks-Cavs. Bucks-Cavs, yes. Uh, Bucks-Mavericks on, on Sunday night when the Packers are playing. Yeah. What, oh, boy. What are, you, uh, what are you looking forward to? Like, what's the one where you're like, I guess, like, locally, I know you'll say the Bucks, but, like, What's the national one where you're like, oh yeah, that's that's a must, or like that's one I have to make sure oh, I'm man. in front I of mean, my TV. Uh probably the World Cup. I mean, that's yeah. happens only every four years. And you know, USA is not gonna be a favorite or anything, but it could be frisky. They got a young squad and you know, a winnable game to start it out. And yeah, I mean I think that's a must must watch. Ohio State Michigan is going to be obviously an epic game. We hope, um, and then probably the Bucks from there. I mean, yeah, I, I knew you were going to say the Bucks. I mean, I I think there are going to be a good amount of people. Probably not like more than ten percent, but I bet there are about ten percent of Packer fans who are going to do the Bucks on their big screen and maybe the Packers on their computer or the Packers on their second screen. Like it's, you know, it's a sat, it's a Sunday night. It's a, after a long weekend, but still, I think a lot of people will try to watch both games if they can, whether it's out somewhere or if it's just at home. I, I know I am. I know I'll, I'll throw on, I'll throw on the bucks on the, on the computer while I'm watching the Packers. And if it gets ugly for green Bay, I'll, I'll make the switch. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, it's a, you know, Pretty busy weekend. <laughs> oh yeah, least. oh yeah, and I, sure. you know, we didn't even mention Wisconsin, Minnesota, and while like oh, yeah. Wisconsin bowl eligible, it doesn't the game doesn't matter? I think they're, I don't think they can get to the Big Ten title game now, but maybe they still can. I don't know how the West Big Ten West is a joke, um, but still, it's like it's a big rivalry game. It matters for a lot of people, and you know the Badgers lost last year, and this would be a great springboard for Jim Leonard and. Sounds like Jim Leonard's going to get the job. I think you have an interesting zag on that. Maybe we'll say that for next week. Um, but yeah, I, um, I I think that that also has to be considered and thrown into the mix of all the yeah. great sports next week. Yeah, that'll fit in after the. I'm guessing it's a two thirty start. Uh I hope so. <laughs> like, I, yeah. yeah, I'd have to think. I don't. I don't think they would run it against Ohio State, Michigan. Um, if they do, I'll tell you. I will again. Second screen. That's a a second screen situation uh, for, for me. That's, that's the case. So, um, but we'll see. Um, definitely, definitely possible, but yeah. Anything else for the people uh, before we uh, ride out of here on a Monday? Well, Gerald Everett's been ruled out. So um, here we are, we are at DEFCON one here. Okay. The, uh, so let's Madras, get you, uh, let's get you a tight end. Um, who, who's well, I'm the, gonna to, I'm going to have to have to pick up a, uh, the chargers backup. Or what about uh, what about Arizona's guy Trey McBride? Who because he has to start because of uh, Ertz's injury. Who is a rookie second round pick, I believe. Would you roll that roll that dice? Who's the Chargers backup? Is it Darnell uh, Donald Parham or whatever? No, uh, ah, fucking phantasm. Trey McBride. Oh. He has McBride phantas. Yeah, that fant just the. Uh, okay, so it would be. Make somebody named McKitty. Oh, no, yeah. Some, I don't know. Somebody has him. Son of a bitch. Wow. It's just long. Who knew? 
What about what about the backup Chiefs tight end uh, Watson or Gray or Noah Gray? Yeah, Noah Gray. He gets a couple couple of times a day, like a couple catches. You go Noah Gray. Yeah, maybe that might have to be it, man. Wow, God damn it, that sucks. Yeah, that I, not to not to be <clears throat> not to be a dick, but it was it was announced this morning that Gerald Everett wasn't playing. That was I had got that fantasy notification. All right, I didn't get the notification. I just saw that Gerald Everett wasn't playing when I was looking at my lineups this morning. So I'm not nice. trying to be an asshole, but it was it was there. Pittsburgh, uh, Pittsburgh doing their best to blow the cover here, which is not great. Um, that's that's unlucky. Um, impressive stuff from uh, Mr. Burrow and, and company without Joe Mixon. Well, in my defense, here's my situation. My backup tight end is Robert Tunney, who played Thursday. Oh, so, okay. yeah, um, yeah, you, yeah, you really bucked yourself. Pretty much fucked all here. the way around. Yeah, so yeah, this is this is interesting. All right, man. Well, best of luck on your tight end situation. Hopefully, we yep. can get a ba- get a backdoor cover here from the Steelers. Um, happy the Vikings are proven to be frauds. Um, nothing, honestly, this is all I have right now. And if the Vikings then lose to the Patriots, and then the Packers somehow find a way to beat the Eagles, I'm gonna maybe talk myself into the Packers somehow making winning the division. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I won't. I won't. Maybe not at least until. Monday or Tuesday of next week. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Have a great Thanksgiving. We'll be back. Daily tap at least uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. Unsure if we'll do a Friday show, uh, but definitely Tuesday and Wednesday. You can expect the daily tap. Have yourself a great Thanksgiving. Stay safe. Don't do anything stupid. Um, back home with your buddies or if you're around here and uh, enjoy, enjoy all the Thanksgiving meals, you know, stuffing, turkey, um, the corn, whatever, whatever's, whatever you're into, pumpkin pie. So take care and have a good one. Yep. See you.